Meta jumped 15% in the after hours trading. Amazon gained while Apple slid. And with most of big technology earnings out of the way, the attention now shifts to the US jobs data and the big oil earnings that are due today. And any weakness in the US jobs data will be more than welcome by the Fed those as investors are clearly in the interest rate cut mood right now and don't want to see anything that could eventually compromise with these rate cut plans. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the US stocks rebounded yesterday and the after hours trading looked good for Meta and Amazon and not so great for Apple. In a quick, quick summary of a lot of things, well, Meta, that many declared dead after last year's Metaverse misstep, well, jumped 15% in the after hours trading yesterday. I mean, that was the kind of post earnings move that we love to see for tech names. And that was because its revenue jumped 25% compared to the same time a year ago and after it gave a bright sales forecast and announced a 50 billion US dollar worth of buyback program and its first ever dividend of 50 cents that will start to fall in its investors pockets starting from March this year. As such, Meta will jump past the $400 per share at open today and hit a fresh record. What a comeback, guys. I mean, they simply needed to focus on their core business, which is social media and, well, eventually AI. So Zuckerberg also mentioned Metaverse yesterday, but yes, let's just focus on AI and how it could help improve the ad revenue for Facebook mark. Then Amazon gained more than 7% in the after hours trading after reporting strong sales and after giving a better than expected operating income. Their cloud unit AWS made only 13% more compared to the same time last year and that's obviously well show of what we saw at Microsoft and at Google earlier this week remember but as you know it's not about how much you grow but by how much you actually grow compared to the market expectations. So that 13% growth was obviously okay for investors as such Amazon could extend gains and eventually go back above its long-term ascending base because in terms of market pricing, well, Amazon is still quite subdued compared to its magnificent seven buddies, which actually run from record to record these days, but the company Amazon has great potential to develop its cloud business and integrate AI in it. So let's see what happens with Amazon, but Amazon looks promising with the AI developments. Then a bit less enthusiastic, well, Apple shares almost fell 3% in the after hours trading. Well, it's not Peloton's 25% race to the bottom, but it's a 3% fall on disappointment that Sales in China fell 13% in the last quarter. The company, however, returned to growth after four straight quarters of contraction and overall iPhone sales were a beat. But well, investors just couldn't get over the worsening outlook in China, which is well, Apple's biggest market. So maybe, but just maybe, it's time for Apple to look for a new milk car. India? Well, maybe. But until then, Apple is not ready to see a fresh record high after the results this time. Now, today is ExxonMobil and Chevron's turn to announce how well they did 
last quarter. Yesterday, Shell announced a 28 billion US dollar profit and a three and a half billion US dollar share buyback. Now that 28 billion US dollar is much lower than the 40 billion US dollar the company announced in the stellar 2022 after Russia invaded Ukraine and just, you know, sent prices skyrocketing, remember? But oil's inability to gain sustainable positive momentum these days remains a headache for oil revenues, but Shell still jumped 2% at yesterday's trading session. OPEC signaled that it will keep its oil restrictions intact until the end of this year to support oil prices and U.S. crude fell below the $74 per barrel level as the U.S. looks like it will probably not choose to escalate tensions with Iran by too much after last weekend's attacks. But is it just a calm before a storm? Well, time will tell. Note that geopolitical risks prevail and crude oil should find support near the $73 to $73.5 per barrel region. That includes the 50-day moving average. Now today, besides the big oil earnings, all eyes in the market are turning toward the U.S. jobs data. The U.S. is expected to have added less than 200,000 new non-farm jobs this January for around the same pay growth of 4.1% on a yearly basis and the unemployment rate is seen ticking higher, slightly higher to 3.8% level. Now, a reasonably weak number should revive the Fed dose, while a strong number in terms of NFP should melt the March rate cuts. The probability of a March rate cut fell to 35% after the Fed said earlier this week that March was probably too early to cut the interest rates. Well, this probability was around 80% at the start of this year, remember? And now everyone is focused on the May meeting with more than 90% probability price in for the first Fed cut in May. Now, the rationale with the jobs data is the softer the US jobs data, I mean, the softer the NFP figure, the sooner the Fed could start cutting the interest rates. And with the number of layoff news that we see on the newswire these days, well, it looks quite safe to bet that the number, the NFP number that we will see today, well, could be as soft as Wednesday's ADP report. But, 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 not that. Jerome Powell said something in interesting at his post-decision presser on Wednesday this week. He said that they actually sense at the Fed that the U.S. economy is accelerating and not decelerating. And this is what they sense as a result of their anecdotes and their chats with private sector to have a better understanding of what's going on in the field beyond the economic data. And, well, that's not really in line with what we read in the headlines in terms of, like, thousands of layouts. So, let's see what the numbers say today. But one thing is clear. A reasonably soft jobs data from the U.S. today is good for the Fed dose and should further weigh on the U.S. dollar before the weekly closing bell. A stronger-than-expected figure, on the other hand, if not abnormally strong, of course, should not really impact the May interest rate expectations and keep the U.S. dollar bulls contained if we don't see a risk of safe haven move to the US dollar, of course. Elsewhere, the Bank of England kept its rates unchanged yesterday as expected, but opened the door to rate cuts later this year, mentioning 
good news on inflation. I mean, Mr. Andrew Bailey must have missed the uptick that we saw in the latest CPI figures in the UK, but happily, oil prices are not threatening too much these days, so let it be. Cable rebounded at yesterday's trading session, and that despite a dovish takeaway from the latest Bank of England meeting, as the US dollar fell sharply, and that despite better than expected ISM manufacturing survey that was released in the US yesterday. So go and find why. In the euro area, inflation fell slower than expected in January, and combined with softer US dollar across the board, the euro dollar jumped from 107.80 level, a few pips above the 100-day moving average, to, well, almost 109 this morning. The Swedish Riksbank, on the other hand, also held this race steady this week and gave the happy, happy news to investors that a rate cut will be coming in the first half of this year. Now, overall, the year clearly starts with the sweet smell of the upcoming interest rate cuts from the major central banks. We can smell these cuts as a freshly baked apple pie ready to come out of oven and put on the table, and we can't wait to have a taste of it before the commercial real estate dives into darkness with more than half of commercial loans in the US due to come to maturity by the end of 2025, guys. And these loans make up to almost 30% of the small banks' assets in the US. So let's hope that the Fed won't burn the pie and we'll get it out of the oven just soon enough. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipeko Skardeshkoye and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates, subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and don't forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again next week and until then, good day trading and have a lovely weekend.